Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right, y'all. Peace. Welcome. We are live. We are in full effect right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. I am so glad you are able to join me again this week. We are back from the beach. (laughs) We are back from the beach, everybody. And uh, what a beautiful, wonderful, unexpected way to uh, initiate some things new moon. Um, if you follow Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook, uh, we posted today uh, and made reference to that very same Taurus new moon. The energy is it's just I've been saying that it's you know, tangible. Sound check is on point. I can be heard. Wonderful. Um, I was just, I've been saying in shows previous uh, that this energy is really tangible, it's earthy, it's any earth sign is going to be really practical about stability, um, pretending for its stability, and you really get a sense of that right now uh, as far as the way that our creations, our manifestations are revealing themselves to us in more tangible ways, in more earthy ways uh, to even be at the beach. You know, it was it was wonderful. There's so many blissful, amazing things to do at the beach. So that was just a, a delight and a joy to once again initiate some uh, new projects, initiate new ideas um, in a real earth, down-to-earth way. Uh, I don't want to get too much farther without acknowledging, honoring, re- revering our divine righteous ancestors, Ashe, for without um, which, uh, with, without whom we would not be here. And much, many, endless, countless props and thanks to Brother Ampu for his impeccable essence. Nobody is perfect, but, you know, his spirit and his energy towards um, his projects and, and the people that he's associated with and intimately acquainted with his spirit and his energy towards us is perfect. And for that, I'm deeply appreciative and so very, very thankful. That we're going to jump into it, y'all. This is a landmark show. We're back from the beach, so you know we had to just switch it up just a little bit. Didn't come back from the beach and do the same old, same old. So um, as opposed to um, doing a lot of interpretations from other people, uh, renowned astrologers. I'm doing all my own interpretations today, and I really just want to get into the meat of a lot of these energies with you guys, so buckle up. Um, uh, I will, however, from the Dark Pixie Astrology, be delivering some sun entering Gemini horoscope. Woo-hoo! Happy uh, in a week in advance. <laughs> Happy solar return to uh, the early born Gemini's um, here in the week ahead, we will be discussing Sunday, 
May the through Saturday, May the 21st. And uh, there on the 20th, the sun does enter Gemini. And uh, there on the 21st, uh, we actually do have the full moon in Sagittarius. Super, super swaggy moon. So uh, that's, that's, that's going to be a trip just because it's the full moon that follows this Taurus new moon we just had here last Friday. And so um, for it to be such an earthy, kind of practical, sensual, you know, um, uh, the five senses kind of being alerted when you're talking about Taurus, um, because of that, it, it to me, it makes it a little bit more interesting. Here in six months on the long term, when you're talking about long term goals, here in November, we should be having a Taurus full moon. But on the short term, for things, you know, here within the, uh, within a couple of weeks of this past Friday's new moon, uh, we should really be able, full moons are already about manifesting and things becoming tangible and illuminated to us, um, revealing themselves to us under the light of a full moon. So on the heels of this Taurus new moon, I'm just really expecting and, and really appreciating uh, being able to kind of sink my teeth into um, and sink deeply into the earthiness of the Taurus to really embodies coming up out of the, the earthiness. kind of reminds me of soil when I think of Taurus. Uh, coming up out of that uh, area of initiation and intention setting into this, on the short term, this Sagittarius full moon that that is sure to be adventurous, that is sure to be freeing, okay, that is sure to be um, enlightening and elevating. Uh, Sag wants to take us all higher and, and increase our learning, expand us. And so those are all manifestation currently in a void mode, y'all. Mode is void as of early, early this Friday, 34-8 now. And here just in another hour and a half, we'll likely still be on air when it happens. Does truly So, I mean, if you've been, uh, you know, wanting to um, initiate some things in the way of fun, um, just if you need, definitely is going to make it easier. Also, on another end, I don't know if it's higher or lower how you perceive it, but it will be easier to, uh, you know, be spontaneous and dramatic. Um, the life of the party kind of energy is what Leo is going to satisfy us emotionally while the moon is in Leo here. For a couple of days. It's a real encouraging energy. If you want to encourage someone to let their light share, any energy around children is going to be highlighted uh, with this to satisfy us uh, to, you know, play with children, play with our children. That's not something you normally <laughs> tend to do. Uh, uh, just anything engaging around fun. That's pretty much Leo's word. Um, funny pictures, telling jokes, surprising someone. Uh, I did go over this last week, but it's here 
pretty much the day the Leo moon Wow. Once again, um, if you follow Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook, I even made reference to some of these beautiful, amazingly beautiful alignments in our in our current sky that can be read uh, with the energy of the moon. But my goodness, Jupiter station, right? On the night. This past Monday. Jupiter station direct. And so once again with the title of each last show, uh our luck tank, our luck turn growing and being a bunch uh give it a minute, just like with any other um, planetary station. Give it a minute. It's just now turning direct. So give it a minute for it to kind of pick up speed, so to speak. Back be back to full speed. Give it a minute to get out of the shadow. Uh, oh, I wish I had it pulled up right now. But I know that, uh, tell y'all, when Jupiter comes out of the shadow, and so that's it's in territory. It's so long, or even though it's direct right now, it's direct in this area of space where it already has been going uh, retrograde. And so, um, with that being said, I won't belabor that right now. Um, really is this energy when you're dealing with Mercury in the easiest aspect to Pluto, which is power. Mercury is our mental, it's the communication, messages, you know, and Pluto's bringing that power, Pluto's bringing transformation. So I find that very beautiful energy for having deep conversations that need to be had, informative cases, penetrating, so uh, utilize the depth that we can go to with our messages, with our, I mean, come on, what's understood need not be said, right? So this is definitely the climate where you don't necessarily have to open your mouth and say anything, uh, where the power of who you are. The power of the depth of who you are can really exude through just, you know, your mind. Telepathy is what I mentioned before. And so as long as you're not (laughs) sending, you know, anything that you wouldn't want sent to you, that's going to be the power of Pluto right now. If you know what area of your chart, what house Mercury is transiting in right now for you, even more so to be able to pinpoint the areas where you're focusing this powerful mental energy. Um, and in the power, I keep saying the word power, and, and, and Spirit just has to keep saying it because it can't be understated. This is part of this grand earth shrine that's happening in these earth signs. Mercury's in, in Taurus, shining Pluto and Capricorn, and Jupiter's station direct in Virgo to expand it all. So. Take your powerful communications with Mercury already trying in Pluto, and I want you to expand it. I want you to grow it. I want you to advance it because Jupiter, you got to put Jupiter on there. Grand Earth trine. Okay, so don't. Uh, this is going to occur tomorrow evening, but yes, like I was saying last week, it's also going to occur there on the 30th of May. It's occur again there on the 10th of August of this year and the 23rd of September. So don't take it lightly. 
don't take anything regarding Pluto, Scorpio, eighth house lightly anyway, because you're talking about death and rebirth here. Something can be on your word. Watch your words right now. It's just a really sensitive time. It's so sensitive because all this energy is in earth signs, and you you likely to manifest that stuff a little quicker than you thought. So with with an alignment this powerful, think twice before you speak. I say think. I say you will normally say think before you speak. But golly, you saw Jupiter on on a Mercury trine Pluto in in earth signs at the time of station for Jupiter. And then considering your own personal horoscope and where it falls for you um, specifically, I mean, this is not energy to be played with. It's at, if you are going to play with it, play high with it, vibe high with it. It is an earth science after all. So that, once again, is anything practical, anything tangible. Um, it, of course, earth signs are correlated with money. In the tarot, they're the pentacles, okay, or the coins. So... Get your coins up. I saw it on Facebook here recently. Get your coins up. This is the energy to get your coins up with, and it's energy you can use to your communications. You can use your mental, your mouth, your uh, messages. You can use this. is power, Having a powerful interview could happen under this, or giving a, 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 a transformative presentation can happen under this influence, um, and, and with it happening in Earth time, it just is that more likely to positively affect. Who don't want Mercury that governs business and commerce being done? Trining Pluto, another uh, 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 entity representing pow- a power structure, and then Jupiter expanding it in Earth, in Earth time? I'm just mentioning it. Don't sleep on Mercury Prime. So that's exact tomorrow evening. It's active in our style right now. Um, Friday afternoon, the moon does go void for about 12 hours, and um, quarter moon is what sets it off. Uh, so this first quarter moon, the moon will be void, uh, but uh, still keep in mind, a powerful opportunity to turn a corner, okay? The, the, the amazing opportunity when crisis reveals itself through a ch- or, or, or a challenge reveals itself, how that is a divine opportunity to address a problem, to confront something. This is that, this first quarter moon coming up Friday after this, that confrontational time where likely situations are going to arise to be that divine opportunity. Exactly what it is when it shows up. I'm telling you now, it's an opportunity. Um, it's an opportunity to get firmly anchored. Okay, the new moon um, in Taurus has kind of like an Aries energy on it, just by the way of it being new. Okay, the moon is completely dark. It's perfect for sowing seeds of intention, birthing something new. That kind of has an Aries feel to it. First sign of the zodiac, you know. Uh, uh, Stay ready, you know, to pop off or start something, initiate something, right? And so now uh, this first quarter moon is kind of feeling like Taurus. We're at the sun's in Taurus right now. Shout out to all my Tauruses. Mama Dada loves you. I have a newfound appreciation for Taurus season, and I'm just uh, I'm thankful for the, all of the sun and Taurus lessons I've been learning. Um, 
but yeah, the first quarter moon kind of feels like that where we're we are firmly anchoring our life force. We are sending down roots. These are the initial stages of survival. Uh, but when it comes to this, the new moon, when it was new moon time, when it was Aries season, any kind of first house transit, everything's not going to stick. We got a lot of new ideas, things from projects, goals. Everything's not going to stick. And here in, at this first quarter moon, here in a kind of tourist season feel, what is going to stick is starting to take root and reveal itself as something that is going to be anchored in our lives, okay? And we can begin concentrating our energy on growth. Uh, you know, it's tourist season right now. Taurus is widely known as one of the slowest out all Earth signs, but I think Taurus kind of takes the cake because it is the fixed Earth sign. Capricorn is the initiatory cardinal earth sign. Virgo is the mutable, you know, adaptable, flexible earth sign. And here we have um, Taurus, which the sun is in currently. Look up out at the sky right now. That same sun you're looking at is is uh, transiting the constellation of Taurus right now. And so Taurus being the fixed earth energy really does slow everything down, or at least it feels that way. I told y'all when I talk about the Taurus moon that comes up every month, right? Um, uh, that, you know, well, Aries is, I already told you, it's cardinal. It, it's ready to pop off. And it's fire. So it's passionate about being ready to pop off and, um, and initiate things. And then by the time you move into Taurus area, Taurus is fixed, and it's Earth, so, like, everything comes to a crashing halt, so to speak, or it feels like. Not so it can stop us, hinder us, or hold us back. That doesn't even sound like, um, you know, a universal energy that's alive and thriving. Of course, it doesn't want to stop us or hold us back. We feel that jolt into Earth, crash into Earth. You have all these wonderful areas new ideas and, you know, new feelings and thoughts. Taurus is like, well, who's going to pay for that? <laughs> Taurus is the second house. It governs the second house. It's, it's ruled by Venus. So it's it's all about the love and the money, what we value, our possession, um, stability. Not flexibility like Earth and Virgo not initiating like Earth um, um, Cardinal Capricorn, but on the lowest end, stubbornness, Um, but on the highest end, determination. Maybe you found here in um, sun and Taurus season, depending on your sun sign uh, and rising sign, but all energies don't mix well with all other energies. Maybe... For you in particular, if you're a Gemini, let's just say Gemini, right? Gemini season starts next week, and the sun moves into Gemini next week. And so for all Geminis who've been having a 12th house transit, you know, you're you're experiencing fun in Taurus, um, uh, you know, in a way that, I'll, I'll put it like this, you're experiencing fun in Taurus on is in Taurus. 
if your sun sign is in Gemini and your neighbor's sun sign is in Taurus, y'all are going, y'all are feeling this earthy, thick, you know, determined energy in completely different ways, I almost can guarantee. And so uh, there's a big difference from the 12th house energy that a Gemini is feeling sun and Taurus through right now, which is kind of, you know, being meditative. You know, it's that uh, before your solar return within, I believe, I want to say something like 30 to 30 days leading up to your solar return can really be, you know, a Piscean, Neptunian, 12th house hodgepodge, sit down in, and you can't start anything in because it's Neptune, Pisces, 12th house, it's ending energy. And so um, that's that's what I mean. And so with the sun shifting here into Gemini, once again, that shift is going to be felt. That Gemini who's been experiencing sun and choice for the 12th house is going to immediately feel the shift more than likely when the sun goes into Gemini next week and that first house is triggered and now they feel like, you know, it's my time to sign. I can step out into um, the sunlight now. It's my time in the sun, literally, or astrologically anyway. And the, and then that uh, uh, the Taurus, the people with sun in Taurus, when the sun goes into Gemini, they're going to feel a significant shift because no longer will the sun be shining on them, the Taurus. And it'll be in that Gemini. Uh, it'll be shining on the Gemini. So what it, where is it going? Aries, the Taurus shift for them. First house, the second house shift for them. So they're going to go from ooh, Sunday. It's been it's been Taurus season. Woo woo, go Bulls. You know, <laughs> I'm not a Taurus, so I don't know how Taurus be representing. But uh, when they feel that, when they sense that energetic shift from the sun being in their first house and it being uh, Taurus season. The sun being their second house, go down real quick for them. So I'm telling y'all that in reference to this first quarter moon we're having here on this Friday, May the 13th, so that you may feel a real Taurian second house energy uh, that is brought up, that is precipitated by a potential challenge or crisis. At a first quarter moon, that it gives a challenging aspect to the sun. At one point, and moon 90 degrees away from that square. So, um, just like I was mentioning last week about the people who were born under a first quarter moon, it's the encouragement I have for us all. We can meet it right where it's at. We can make split second decisions and act on them just like someone who was born with a first quarter moon in their name chart. We can tear down old structures and recreate new. We can be the pioneers, the trailblazers, the hero and the heroine, okay? And and we're not afraid to, we are, we are courageous to create conflict um, in the lives of those entrenched in the status quo. We don't mind ruffling a few feathers. We don't mind creating a few crises and challenges for some people around us that's gotten quarter moon may, may um, you know, the, um, the growth that is starting to take place since we're concentrating our energies on the on the things we're initiating that that is going to stick up through this hold up through this Sagittarius full moon here next week, um, and on the long term hold up for the next six months, we are concentrating our energies on those things. 
firmly anchored our life force, sending down facts that we new moon or whatever our initiate what we've initiated and intended as of a week ago on last Friday with this towards new moon. Either way, it, it uh, at the time of uh, even the first quarter of year on Friday. The initial stages of survival have been passed, and now we focus on what we are building. I've told you all that time and time again about where, yes, this child yes, have a divine opportunity to turn a point. And we have Friday a little later in the afternoon, um, Mercury conjuncting Venus. So everything Mercury's been doing, Mercury just set up here, and it's a time to put up here, and then with Mercury being together with Venus in the sky as of Friday afternoon, that means uh, Venus is going to do it too, okay? So Mercury and Venus are running together. Um, I gave pretty sure I good info on that. Um, Mercury, of course, the communication, the travel, the business, commerce, Venus, the love and the money, the ease. Personally, uh, if you need to ask a favor for someone, this would be a pretty good uh, energy to do it Because, I mean, it's all about um, artistic, creative energies being enhanced, enjoying ourselves um, in those endeavors with our hands, with our voice, or using crafts, trading, negotiating. So, max out on that. That's just, uh, it's exact this Friday afternoon. So, definitely lead up. This Friday, after. kind of at that point, that would be after the first quarter, but still pretty much associated with the first quarter. So that's cool. Like whatever even comes up at the first quarter is gonna have this energy closely associated with it. So whatever challenges arise, whatever crisis, uh, crises or crisis comes up, I don't doubt that we have access. To a beautiful reeling from yesterday's trying <laughs> Jupiter. Um, thank God, you know, that I was able to vibe high enough to, to know that I know that I know that I maxed out on that energy to the best of my um, Didn't let any low vibrational energy come along and derail. I, I, I am in control. I think Mercury Triumph Pluto is making us ever and increasingly aware of the mental power that we have as well. So I think that's also been playing a part to realize that you have the power, that the force is with you, and your ability, uh, just like ministers do, tout the power of the mind, the imagination guru, you know. And um, it's real, it's true, and with all this energy and earth signs, I'm so not happen quick. I know that y'all are probably thinking, but it's not happening yet. Don't despair. Don't doubt. The fact of the matter is, is that for one, the sun is in force. So everything has a little slow bop tinge to it, okay? You know, people got different walks. Certain people got that slow bop. They coming. It's just don't give them a minute. They getting there. That's what Sun and Taurus feels like. The Sun and Taurus want to take their shoes off and just, you know, walk through the grass and, you know, pull one of the branches down and smell the leaves on the tree. That's Taurus. Taurus want to 
chew up his food a hundred times before they swallow, you know what I mean? And just savor the flavor. Uh, Sun and Taurus is thick and it can be stubborn, okay? So sometimes while the sun is in Taurus, thing you may be sensing if you're, if you're saying to yourself right now, I don't feel like anything's happening. We just had a new moon in Taurus and I don't feel like by the time this Sagittarius full moon comes, I'm going to see manifestation of anything. I, I just can't see it. It may take six months till the Taurus full moon for me to see it because I just can't see it. I'm telling you now, sun is in Taurus, just give it a second. Second thing, if, if you're feeling like a slow bop energy right now, uh, is the retrograde. It's still retrograde. And so we're still dealing with, especially when you're talking about these personal planets like Mercury and Mars, we're still dealing with this introspective, internalized, going within type of energy where we're not really seeing things externally just yet, at least not necessarily in the in all of the fullness and fruition and culmination that we would like to see. Give it a minute. Like the sun being short, sun will fall to Gemini next week. Give it a minute. We got uh, Mercury's going to station back in the mat a day after, two days after sun goes into Gemini. Give it a minute. That's what I mean when I say give it a minute. We're a week out from both of these things happening, changing. It's temporary. One thing, if you haven't learned yet with astrology, everything's on a cycle. Nothing is permanent. Nothing nothing can't be changed. Nothing is not always changing. So just give it a minute. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, uh, like I said, Venus, of course, is the love and the money, the what we appreciate and value upon beautiful and artsy um, or artistic, and then the, the easy flow of access to the trying to once again powerful, transformative, uh, life altering. Okay. And so, you know, with Venus being the love and the money, and then Pluto wanting to be that bring us joy and satisfaction, which Venus represents, Pluto is simply intensified, okay? So we already love our loved ones, our family, our friends. We're going to feel that much more intensely as we're approaching this um, exact line Friday night, okay? Uh, Friday night makes a great date night. Friday night makes a great all the more. It has a real karmic energy to it. Uh, it has a mysterious energy to it. Uh, intense sexuality is involved with this alignment. And um, uh, yeah, you could, if you met somebody under this influence, it would be, if, if it would be intense. But likely that intensity, just like with any relationship, it doesn't necessarily hold up over time. So keep that in mind. Um, 
on the low side, Pluto can be real extreme. On the low side of being extreme, Pluto can be obsessive, okay? Um, and within the context of relationships, you could easily find yourself obsessing, you know, if you do simply Pluto's retrograde, the very um, this very same Pluto. So turn, just turn that within if, if it gets to be too much. Don't, don't. Don't get into a battle of power with somebody. When you can turn that in, since Pluto Retrograde is asking us to do that anyway, and to rediscover our own personal power, just like with Jupiter Retrograde. And I told you all last week about the analogy the lady had with the bakery, and Jupiter Retrograde had been like, you know, you see the cupcake in the window at the bakery, but they're closed. You can't get in. And Jupiter um, retrograde kind of teaching us, hey, we can make our own cupcakes. We kind of don't have to wait for the bakery to open. <laughs> and so then, like I said last week, by the time Jupiter stations direct like it did on Monday and the, and the bakery opens, it's like we ain't missed out on nothing. We got cupcakes anyway and got, you know, some to sell or give away ourselves. So that's the same beautiful gift. Uh, with Pluto retrograde is that we can rediscover our own power and we don't have to play power games, mental games, um, manipulative, um, conniving games. We can utilize our mental power, our mental prowess, our our ability to transform utilizing our mind. And we can really make something, uh, take something like the Venus-Pluto um, alignment here on Friday and make the most out of it. Come on, love and romance and throw Pluto on it in the easiest flow of access. Uh, finances should be good. This should be a real good, like I said, with Venus uh, ruling Friday anyway. No small wonder most paydays are on Friday, the money day, the love day. Um, but so not only with the love, but with the money, it should be a good, good, and great energy. So just really enjoy yourself. It should be in, in order enough to allow for some splurges. You know, it ain't tricking if you got it, right? So if you got it, this is a good Friday to indulge and enjoy it and just plan for it. You know, you don't have to, if you plan for it, then you know exactly where those coins are going, right? Uh, Venus also appreciates and honors beauty and art, so this Friday could be, uh, or leading up to it, could be just the right energy for um, any decorating or any type of artistic or creative expression, uh, if you just want to get it. Pluto so intense, right? So this is the kind that, you know, the children gone and, and the husband went so place basketball, I don't know, and you're left at home alone this Friday or Saturday, maybe even this weekend, is is a good time to just be alone and get busy on some redecorating, on some, you know, beautifying, some harmonizing in your home or your car or wherever you may. This may be the weather's changing. This may be, you know, you just feel like going to go wash the car this weekend when normally you don't even want to think about it. But this is great, great energy for that now. Uh, 
Pluto also is, is responsible for a certain amount of wealth creation. And so this is a just a really great money energy, okay, uh, that could bring joy and comfort to yourself and your loved ones if utilized. Saturday, uh, early, early rising when you wake up Saturday uh, by 12.52 a.m. Central Time, the moon does enter earthy uh, Virgo. All right. And then that takes us into the week ahead. Yes. And before we get into the week ahead, I all are, oh, they put their hand down. Okay, cool. I guess I might have answered your question, so just hit one on here. Keep at it. Um, there was a question I have. That the week ahead, the 15th Sunday through Saturday the 21st. I'm getting y'all red tail, okay? Because sun going to the Gemini, big, huge shift again. And then the full moon in Wadi Sagittarius, okay? So we start the week out. We left the week off um, at, with the moon being in Virgo. So the moon's in Virgo uh, when we come in Sunday at midnight, right? Moon's in Virgo. Moon doesn't uh, go void until 4.20 a.m. Central Time on Monday, and it goes void during a sunshine moon. Now, sunshine moon is one of those alignments that I tell y'all about this is good to initiate a new project. Start a time moon is like a blissing energetically to get something initiated, started. It's just a beautiful energy. Um, you wouldn't do that Monday um, as of 420 a.m. because it grows the moon voice status. That's when you have to apply the tenets of not starting anything <laughs> that you want something to come out of. You're finishing up it already started before the moon was born. Uh, so there Monday rising, wake up, finding lost objects, edit, reviewing, refining. You are being social um, there on Monday. It goes into Libra um, Monday afternoon. So, yeah, for the first half of Monday, just cool it, you know, um, Rest and sleep of, uh, from Sunday night into Monday rising should have been full due to the void of course. Moon will at least be in Libra, and that's a really uh, compromising, diplomatic, optimizing. Move that sucker into the afternoon. And with that, uh, 12.33 does enter Libra next Monday. And once again, we're going to want to pair up one-on-one. We're going to be emotionally satisfied in these one-on-one situations. You, get a, 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 you know, maybe you have multiple children. This is the energy where you would want to take them one by one all together. Again, that specialized, undivided attention. Uh, it's easier to see somebody else's point of view. Like I said, it's diplomatic. We're satisfied. Like we're satisfied to get along. So it's a really wonderful energy to entertain, um, to be relaxed, have a leisurely gathering, um, being more ruled by air, then, you know, that is speaking more to the space. That is speaking to um, uh, less tangible energies than the Earth version towards. Uh, 
there's a mutual devotion, a desire for peace and tranquility. Uh, now, it, Libra is the air sign. So I know it's, uh, Libra is peaceful and diplomatic and tactful, but uh, Libra also enjoys conversation since it is the air sign. So could appreciate a good argument or devil's advocate going back and forth um, under this energy just for the mental exercise at all. But it would be, it would have a, a, a hint of being all the time, um, unless there are just bigger uh, issues or cycles going on. Um, an idea, while while we're talking about Libra being an air sign, an idea that brings that one to us or has the so under this energy after Monday afternoon, head, uh, if if that first quarter moon came up on what Friday and challenging situations expose themselves, reveal themselves, crisis, uh, then you know, take part that uh the moon in for there on the afternoon will really give an energetic opportunity for uh amends to be made or compromise. Uh, you know, when we're growing, when we're developing, where, you know, new ideas are taking hold, I've got all this energy still retrograde. So whatever new we're initiating likely has not got good and off the ground yet. Uh, but even people seeing us moving towards something new, you know, within our relationship family, uh, everybody may not like it. if the sun is still in Taurus. Some people, they want to be stubborn and stuck in their ways. They chill. Ain't, ain't trying to turn no corner alone. Go, go turn your own corner. <laughs> so, you know, some things may be coming up here leading to the that I'm letting you come down. Uh, the energy will be right before And once again, let me remind you that the first quarter moon does actually set off a void moon. I did tell y'all that. Sun square moon as well as the skin central on this coming clearing first quarter moon, uh, it may not carry a whole bunch of weight anyway because the moon going to be void. What I tell y'all all the time, likely nothing. Uh, the moon finally enters Virgo early, early rising on Saturday. So, between Friday afternoon and early, early rising Saturday, you might start charging to the game anyway. But uh, if it's something that does happen to linger, once again, with Mercury, Sean, and Pluto, Venus, Sean, and Pluto, these interactions, these patients, these uh, messages of such power, and with Jupiter trying to get off so expansively and um, you know, uh, yeah, it's expansively powerful, even more so, okay? And some of that stuff, a lot of stuff, that's why I'm telling y'all to think twice before you speak when it comes to energy discontent until Monday afternoon when the moon finally goes into Libra for you to start being able to set some of this stuff right. So beforehand, we are coming up on the Sagittarius full moon, no less, and Sagittarius is the sign of putting, you know, uh, I say this on the low end, Sagittarius is a sign of putting their foot in their mouth because 
it's such a they, they aim that arrow and bam, you know, out of there. <laughs> out of there on some higher learning ish, you know, out of there on some expansiveness that you just was not ready for. You wasn't ready for somebody to just expand your mind enough to tell you you got a blueberry in your nose or your breast thing. You know what I mean? That's sad. Cause, and it's not trying to be mean. It's trying to take higher ground with a booger in their nose and thank you breath. Nobody. But it's, it might take a fast to just have the courage to tell you that. You know, and it's coming from all love and from a great place. But I'm just mentioning that uh, be mindful. Be mindful of your travel, okay? We're, we're being mindful. We're rethinking and reevaluating Mercury. It's still retrograde till the 22nd, uh, right after this full moon. That's not coincidental. Right after the full moon is Sagittarius on the 21st, Mercury stations direct on the 22nd. So we still got, even throughout the whole uh, Mercury cycle of retrograde in Taurus, we've got these energies to consider where uh, uh, these retrograde energies to consider and all this activity that Mercury is taking on in the meantime, uh, trining uh, Pluto, conjuncting Venus, okay? Go watch it. You know, don't, don't, just because the moon will be in Libra next Monday afternoon, just, you know, uh, do what you can on this end to utilize your mighty, mighty power to come travel, come to come to good and not evil. Plant some seeds you want to reap a harvest on. And that way, when moon come to come into Libra on Monday afternoon, you just, through some Venus on it. You just you already set your stuff upright and now you just living in the overflow of peace and tranquility. Um it is the right um energy to make a man really, really sore spot and they ain't never gonna forget I said that and you know, <laughs> instead of being on that low vibe with it, we can be proactive with the movie and believer and we plan now. That's why I come to y'all a week in and that's why this is an extension of a practice I was already doing for myself before I got offered the opportunity to host the show. That was the idea and information that Brother Ampu introduced me to, is knowing when these alignments are coming and projecting or uh, intending or, uh, you know, we're doing this, and I hope that Mercury trying and Pluto, Mercury conjunction Venus, Venus trying and Pluto, all this, the new moon in Taurus, all this happening in air sign, Jupiter stationing in the earth sign. I hope that it's showing us even more so how quickly we can manifest on the high and the low. You're doing it anyway and you're sitting up worrying, your mind going over the same thing day in and day out on some BS. And, and just manifesting more BS on top of that BS, as opposed to getting a hold or reining in that beautiful mind of ours and setting it up intentionally. I don't care if it's writing something down or setting an alert or alarm in your phone to tell you, up oh, the alignment is today to, you know, make sure you use this, that, or the third. Intend this, that, or the third. Wear this color on that day to 
you know, encourage and foster more of this particular energy or to to block out this particular energy. You just get intentional with everything and then with the the energy being all in earth signs, come on. That's when you can think about the beach and two days later somebody offer you all expenses paid. And you sitting up doing consults by the beach on something you were instead of worrying over worrying is just praying, but it's praying for the negative to occur. Same energy. Different outcome based on what you're focused on. I promise you, when you start focusing on what is working, so that's what Venus is sitting up in Taurus for Venus in its uh home. Venus rules Taurus and it's sitting there right now just reminding us to be appreciative of it all. That's why it it you can take a long time and, and take off your shoes and walk through the grass while the sun is the little things. It's all these uh spring showers, appreciating the rain, appreciating the change winds that's blowing through. Uh, I I I have uh, know somebody who's having car issues. No small wonder it's Mercury retrograde. They didn't prepare, like a lot of us don't. Didn't probably didn't know, <laughs> and 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 just not even trips. Like this person, his whole livelihood is based on their ability to to not only have transportation but to transfer and real. You know. And uh, and pretty sick because at this particular juncture, it's, it's a delay in them getting it uh, prepared. But I, I really do believe that Venus being in Taurus in the midst of it all, Mercury retrograding in Taurus, and Venus is there. To, Venus comes to soften. Venus comes to, to comfort, okay? Venus comes to harmonize and lighten the feeling of the air and the environment, right? So it's just not so bad. I was asking this person, like, you know, how do you feel? Like, you know, how's your day going? Excellent. I said, God damn. I don't think you didn't ever say excellent. And then it took with your car being in a position where you can't even do your job for you to say excellent. <laughs> you know, that that scene is bringing the the balance, bringing the harm, it, however bad it can be, you know, that Libra, that, that five, whatever, I, I, I walked past a, uh, a little girl, it, the mother was like yelling at her, I didn't know what was going on, but it, it, you know, I didn't like it, and so I made light of it, kind of made a joke, I said, well, that, you know, whatever's going on, whatever she did, it can't be that bad, this mom was just yelling at her. And she says, you know, she thinks she's adopted. She was yelling at her because the little girl, biracial little girl, uh, the mother was um, Caucasian, and she said she thinks she's adopted. I mean, the little girl looks just like her, just like a, a, a darker version of her. But the little girl, I guess somebody at school told her she was adopted, and she was just upset, and the mama was just, you know, Whatever she thought yelling was going to do, that was her reaction to kind of yell into her that, no, you're not adopted. And I just encourage both of them, you know, that um, whatever it is, it's going to be all right. She's ultimately going to discover 
who she is as time goes on, like we all are doing. And uh, and even if she is, you know, I, she did look like her, but I'm like, I don't know these people. She may be adopted. And I say, you know, even if she knows that you love her, and that's all that matters. You know, this is the mom that clearly they were at a stop. I guess they were, she was going off to school, the same mother that makes sure she ate and got clothes and books and supplies and all that stuff. She clearly loves the little girl. Uh, Venus and Taurus is very sensual and natural, okay? It's content. It's content. You know, uh, maybe even my friend with the broke down uh, vehicle. It's like Venus allows us to appreciate every little thing. So I'm I'm kind of just harping on that because I want us to embody that while we still have access to it. Continue to be in Taurus until, uh, yeah. So even four days into uh, the sun being in Gemini, we still have this uh, Venus in Taurus to enjoy where we are satisfied and valuing that which has lasting Taurus, all the Earth signs Taurus, that big Earth sign. Oh, I was going to tell y'all, Whew. sun in Taurus, Venus in Taurus, Mercury retro in Taurus. Taurus, like I said, is ruled by Venus, and Venus wants us to be comfortable and satisfied. <laughs> so watch those waistlines. Watch those waistlines. This thing I think about Mercury being retro right now, especially in Taurus, is that, you know, if you have gained some sun in Taurus weight, sun in Taurus, can be lazy. It is ruled by Venus, after all. Venus want to be comfortable, and 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 Venus is bringing the ease, right? Um, but Taurus, uh, which is Venus, rule also is like governing the food, you know, the comfort food, and it's even the sweet. Okay, so just indulge <laughs> with all things that bring us comfort right now. Venus is at home, after all, in Taurus, so she's feeling real comfortable. Uh, but just keep that in mind. Um, tangible and physical expressions of love and romance are definitely high on the agenda right now, especially with these powerful alignments, Mercury, Pluto, Venus. Um, Mercury is retrograde, so sure, you're probably mulling over it. Sure, you're probably rethinking. Sure, you're probably like, going it over in your mind, telling you is as we're nearing the end of May, Mercury Station, uh, probably really close to the Sagittarius full moon, just there one day before it stations. Uh, be at the disposal of this Taurus energy while it is still here, especially while Venus is still there, making it more comfortable and softening the influence, um, no matter how you're experiencing Taurus. Uh, I believe it was on and Mercury were already there, and I it, it was such a <laughs> tangible shift in the energy, uh, probably because it's Taurus, but, it, you know, it was really felt. And so um, holding on to someone physically, 
is uh, is something we would do under this influence. You find yourself being a little bit more clingy with your loved ones. Look, you're doing just a couple of extra hugs. You know, you done already got a hug. Just want a couple more. Uh, the massages, all these things are favorite right now. The aromas, the scent, anything that is, uh, depending on your particular and personal horoscope. I do know I, I do know somebody who's got a lot of Jupiter energy going on right now, and so I would just uh, advise someone like them list that knows they have, you know, excessive Jupiter energy transiting their chart right now. Uh, just to watch for overindulgence. Venus still real and we just had a Venus trine Jupiter alignment that, that we're really under still right now. Uh, just watch for excess. You you know when to. You know when you're on that third bowl of cake and ice cream, you might have just went a couple of bowls too far, right? So, yes, enjoy yourself. Indulge all those five senses. Come on. This is the season to that. Don't do it. Uh, Doing that for somebody else, indulging their senses, will speak loud and clearly to them. Mercury is Aligning with Venus in the sky, after all, you can send a powerful love message in a real Taurian or Venusian way at this time. So take full advantage of that. Um, um, the shadow side of uh, the potential for possessive air in that second house does rule our possessions and therefore possessiveness. Um, a little different from a Scorpio type of possessiveness, more like a physical possessiveness feeling that you literally um, our our partners or, or or particular people are actually objects that we own or want to own. Um, so watch out for that kind of energy and curb it. Um, and on the financial side, uh, Venus in Taurus is really high quality. It's solid. It's practical, once again, it's bringing that energy of something that's going to last for a long time, okay? Um, even holding on to positions right now, not wanting to let go because of the big, stubborn, determined, Korean energy. So just keep that in mind. Now, uh, We got, okay, that was the moon being in Libra there um, next Monday afternoon. And then we got until uh, Wednesday uh, late rising, 1023 a.m. Central Time. The moon opposes Uranus and sends us into a void uh, moon status for 15 hours. So there's late, late rising, 1023 a.m. Uh, until a little after midnight. A little after midnight, 1.29 a.m. Central Time, the moon finally does enter Scorpio. So we're coming off this. The first part of the week, Monday afternoon through Wednesday rising, is really going to be good. Balancing our harmonizing our relationships, any kind of one-to-one communication, and then their Wednesday, boom, void moon for 15 hours. Pretty much all day Wednesday. Um, this this time next week, we're going to be dealing with a void moon until early, early Thursday rising, okay? So keep all the things I said in mind about the void moon um, uh, in mind. If
if it's not a first thing in the rising and you're really cutting it close, because, you know, you can sit around in that office waiting on them to call you for an interview and time just go right on by. Uh, if you can uh, avoid, although typically Wednesday would be a great day for an interview since it's ruled by Mercury, but uh, not next week. <laughs> okay, from 10.23 a.m. Thursday, early rising, the moon does enter Scorpio. So all the work we've been doing, we will have been doing since the first quarter moon. They're on Friday. Uh, you know, um, what am I Even the moon being in Libra before it enters Scorpio here Thursday, uh, early rising, it will all be to get to this point where the moon is in Scorpio and we're emotionally satisfied to go deep. If things not right and you're not balanced within yourself, if things not, you know, your, you and your shadow self, <laughs> the parts of you you don't acknowledge, uh, if you and the close relationship to your partnership, uh, you know, all the work we will have been doing up until that point is priming us emotionally for the moon to be in Scorpio. Now, keep in mind, Scorpio is one sign before Sagittarius, so we're leading up to this full moon in Sagittarius here, okay? Keep that in mind as well. So there, early third, by the time you wake up Thursday, the moon will be in Scorpio, and we're going to be wanting to go deep. We are not going to want small talk. We are not going to want surface level. We're, we're, if there's a sign on the door that says, danger, don't come in, we want to go in. We want to know about what's behind every door. We want to go deep. Um, and so, you know, Scorpio is a real investigative and researching type of energy. Um, Air Thursday, if you've got anything, uh, you know, do along the lines of research, anything secretive, if you need to keep a secret, if, if it's time to reveal a secret, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, if you need to see what's really going on, you can see it in while the moon We're going to be uh, uh, favored. To, to dig deep, even if it's just within us, an excavation of our own soul and imagination. Um, um, transformation um, are going to be good under um, a Scorpio moon. Uh, uh, the root cause of like it's a real healing energy, Scorpio is as well. So to get to the root cause of something, uh, a suffering uh, perhaps it's going to be something that could be done successfully under a Scorpio moon, you know, psychological, uh, going deep like that and healing suffering. That can be done. We can heal fully. The energy where you kind of feel like you can walk on the dark side or the wild side of life, uh, you know, we're willing to enter into danger and, and, uh, you know, at our own risk. And so, uh, uh, Pluto and Scorpio, that's the higher octave of Mars and Aries, too. Keep that in mind. So, uh, you know, Mars and Aries is already the sixth. So Scorpio and Pluto here coming up next Thursday, that's even higher octave, okay? So it's the psychological side of sex, not just the physical side of it. Um, sexual healing is the energy that will be found, could be found under uh, this influence. So if, if the Libra moon, moon being in Libra, did get those relationships balanced all the way right, 
but but you utilize that Libra energy to, to harmonize and soften maybe what's been going on. Scorpio is where you can really go and get to the root, you know, of what it's a great energy to do a detox under a Scorpio moon or a colonic treatment, tissue um, massage, anything deep. Pluto, Scorpio is going to love it. And to be emotionally honest, maybe you didn't say it under the Libra moon because you just wanted to be diplomatic and tactful, but under a Scorpio uh, moon, uh, potentially, as long as you're not doing it at that time to be manipulative. <laughs> then um, it's a really good time to divulge something deep and be emotionally honest with somebody. Scorpio is a water sign, so emotions can be running really deep around this time. Um, So just keep in mind that Scorpio is also a good energy for self-examination, for research, and getting rid of old things. If you need to get rid of some old this week, do so. So that covers Thursday, Friday, 9.36 a.m. Drum roll, please. Sun enters Gemini, okay? So it's a, in our week ahead. It's officially Gemini season. I've kind of been talking about it on and off throughout the show. Um, if I would say anything specific about it right now, it would just be that it's an air sign. So it may really, I've long known about Taurus energy, but I, I kind of sense it and feel it on a different level now. I've been observing it differently here this particular sun and Taurus season. So I, for one, you know, have a prominent Gemini um, placement in my chart. So that is going to be very satisfied. And I think for everybody is going to definitely be a shift. But for all my air signs, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, definitely feel the, the shift, but I think for everybody, it's going to feel like this breath of fresh air. They're all, it demands an air time. I really think with the sun shining on that area, it's going to feel like a breath of fresh air. Gemini rules the, the third house, and Gemini is ruled by Mercury. Body, a lot of mercurial things, as, as especially since Mercury is still retrograde at the time that Gemini, uh, that the sun goes in. I think a light will be shown on or or the sun will light up for us all uh, a lot of Gemini things for us so that since Mercury is so retrograde, we can do some more intensively evaluation that maybe we uh, haven't been able to do while the sun's in towards space. So I just think it's going to be some energetic breakthrough surrounding information that we're gathering. That's found there in the third house of school by Gemini, uh, surrounding um, things involving our local neighborhoods. That's so very Gemini in third house. Themes revolving school-age children. It's going to be prevalent there for the few weeks that the sun is in Gemini. Uh, any kind of mental uh, activity is I mean, come on. When the moon's in Gemini, it gets busy. Phone calls, messages, emails, alerts, notifications. Come on. That's moon in Gemini right there with the sun in Gemini. Um, But Mercury being retrograde, I think it's going to have, at least there at the beginning, uh, from May 20th and then the 22nd, uh, Mercury stations back direct. So, not too 
too big of an overlap, but uh, but just enough to kind of set the tone for uh, Mercury's uh, transit through its shadow phase this last time. We have Mercury going through these degrees once. Mercury's retrograding through them now. As of the 22nd, when it goes direct again, uh, I'm just thinking of any final things to say about the sun entering Gemini before I give you y'all's horoscope so you can know exactly for your sun, moon, or rising sign where to expect these energies to fall for you. I can't think of anything right this second, and I know the horoscope is awesome. So here we go. Definitely got, got to shout out Gemini first since the sun's going into your sign. Um, you absolutely, Gemini, can enjoy focusing really on whatever you want to focus on. Sun being in your sign, you know, it's your time to shine, Gemini. Do what you feel, okay? And doing the thing, opportunities, plans, adventures, and you can focus on getting something new started that you can work on for the next year of your life. You're having your solar return, Gemini. So this is a very sensitive time for you. Uh, energetically, and you must protect your energy right now, okay? Everything uh, you're doing, saying, contact you're making, um, ways you're engaging with people is marking an energetic imprint for your year ahead, okay? So take it very seriously. I have fun. It's your time to shine. Just make sure you're vibing high, okay? Uh, Gemini, you can also be more comfortable stepping out from the shadows. You're going from a 12th house transit to a 1st house transit, and you're going in theme. You're going to seem more attractive and charming. And charming, Venus joins the sun in Gemini just four days later on the 24th, okay? So uh, in love, you can be more romantic but want the attention from your partner if you're in a relationship. And if you're single, you can let others come to you. It's your time to just shine, Gemini. You just be your beautiful, airy, uh, childlike, youthful self, and you're going to bring all the boys to the yard if you're a female. And if you're a male, you're going to bring all the females to the yard, okay? You can come across Gemini as friendlier, warmer, and more compromising. Virgo, Mama's Virgos, uh, you're a son in Gemini from a 10th house perspective. We're talking life direction here, goals. And you, Virgo, can achieve, can enjoy pursuing your goals and achieving success uh, while the sun's in Gemini for about a month, okay? Uh, Mercury is also your uh, ruler, Virgo, just like Mercury rules Gemini. You just coming from an earth perspective as opposed to the air perspective. Both Mercury rules, okay? So Mercury being retrograde, Mercury station direct affects both of y'all, Virgo and Gemini. But for my for my Virgos, while the sun's in Gemini, you can work hard and smart for what you want and can focus on what needs to be done. You can make better impressions on people and you can work your way up. In love, you can be more responsible, Virgo. And if in a relationship, you may take a more traditional approach. While it's single, you may focus more on your goals than on love, which is quite all right. It's just a season, just a few weeks, Virgo. You may come across as more disciplined, practical, or hardworking under the influence of the sun being in Gemini. Okay, Virgo? Sagittarius. 
y'all got uh, Sun and Gemini going through your seventh house of other, seventh house of partnerships, okay, relationships. And so you absolutely, Sagittarius, can enjoy the time you spend with people in your life while the Suns and Gemini will enjoy having company. You can dedicate more of your time and attention to others, and you can feel good when you focus on other people. You can be more charming and compromising and may work on bringing more balance and peace into your life. In love, you can focus more on the relationship. And if in a relationship, you can make your partner a priority. If you are a single Sagittarius, you may want someone you view as an equal or who treats you with respect. You may come across as more grace fair-minded, and considerate, okay, Sagittarius? That's uh, the seventh house ruled by Libra. So it's, it's softening and sweetening you up for a few weeks while the family of your inner foundation and security, okay, inner peace. Um, you can definitely enjoy spending time, Pisces, in the places you know best with the people who give you support and encouragement. You can work on broadening your support system and strengthening your internal foundation, okay, Pisces? You can be more connected to your emotions while the sun's in Gemini. And you can have a better understanding of them. You can make improvements to your home or living space. You can buy or sell real estate or even move, okay, Pisces? In love, you can focus on an emotional connection. And if in a relationship, you can work on the foundation of the relationship, okay, Pisces? If you're a single Pisces, you may want someone who understands what you need emotionally. You make your already a water sign. You're experiencing sun and Gemini through a water house. Consider that also when you're considering your love relationships and how you may be overflowing. The water may just be overflowing. You got all the Pisces, you got the fourth house that's ruled by cancer, okay? And where the water overflows, I tend to admonish people uh, more towards the turning and things and just, you know, being, be responsible with your emotions is what I would say to Pisces, okay? Uh, make sure you're not making other people while the sun is in Gemini responsible for your at home, okay? your responsibility. Libra, um, sun in Gemini is impacting your ninth house, your Sagittarius house of uh, long distance journeys and higher learning and uh, definitely adventure, okay, Libra? So while the sun's in Gemini, Libra, you can enjoy expanding your life in new ways, having new experiences, exploring the world and focusing on positives, you may feel you can do so much more in your life and you can be excited about the possibilities, Libra, and love, you may want some more space and may want uh, to make it more fun and daring or have an adventure with your partner. If you're single, Libra, you can be attracted to someone intelligent and passionate but may want no strings for now. You may come across as more gregarious, optimistic, and adventurous. Libra, I mean, you clearly can want a relationship. You, your Libra rules relationships. But while you're experiencing sun and Gemini through your ninth house, you just may feel so expansive and, and desirous to be free uh, that that just is not something you're wanting at this time. So keep it um, in the context of that. I'm sure 
you will have set in mind Aquarius. Uh, sun is entering your uh, sister air sign, Gemini. And so you're experiencing that through your fifth house of fun, okay, Aquarius? Your fifth house of pleasure and hobbies and leisure, children, romance, dating, all right? And so you can definitely, Aquarius, take more pleasure in pursuing your hobbies and spending time with the people you find fun. You may want more time for fun and feel probably can't even get enough fun and can feel more creative and positive. You can connect with your inner child, Aquarius, and if you have children, they can be in the spotlight. In love, you can be more romantic and playful, and if in a relationship, Aquarius, you can make it feel like it did when you first met. Go ahead, Aquarius, and rekindle the flames up in her. <laughs> Fifth house is a, a, a fire house since it's ruled by Leo. So, yeah, re, 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 uh, Reignite those flames of passion if you're in a relationship. And if you're single, Aquarius, you can actually play the field a little. You should have a lot of fun dating. Um, <clears throat> here for the few weeks while the sun's in Gemini, you can come across as friendlier, Aquarius. You can come across warmer or prouder. Um, Aries, uh, sun in Gemini for you is going through your third house, which is Gemini house, okay? So you're getting a double dose, Aries, of this Gemini energy. So you're, we're going to be looking to you <laughs> to really show us how to masterfully maneuver through this sun and Gemini period through the very Gemini house. Aries. Uh, you can enjoy focusing on projects and ventures that challenge your mental mental and stimulate your mind. You can have plenty of new ideas, and you can feel excited by those ideas, okay, Aries? You can focus more on the positives and may want to share your thoughts, ideas, and opinions more openly and without a filter. You can keep yourself busier at Aries, so you use up your extra mental energy, intent, and you can enjoy the time you spend around others talking about things in love. You may focus on a mental connection, and if in a relationship you can talk more with your partner while it's single, Aries, you may want someone who understands you mentally. You may come across as more sociable, engaging, or interesting. All right, yeah. And that's just a, a old Aries lesson. That's always going to be an Aries lesson is how you direct your energy. But since it's a mental aspect of your chart that's being highlighted, Aries, you've got to focus on those thoughts and the mental uh, stimulation and accumulation of energy. That mind is racing, Aries. That means while the sun's in Gemini and is transiting your Gemini house, it, you may have to get that out in a very Gemini or Mercury's involved Aries that can a lot of times be writing something down or writing, fleshing something out, journaling. It could possibly be you know, recording something. However, uh, you want to be mentally satisfied, indulge yourself while the sun's Okay, Aries. So it doesn't, you know, turn negative, turn into a negative energy because it's not being used. Use it or lose it. You don't want to lose it, okay, Aries. All right, Leo. Um, sun in Gemini is impacting your eleventh house. Okay, that's your Aquarius house, uh, Leo. Uh, your opposite sign. And so uh, you definitely can, in Leo, in the group you belong to, or championing 
the causes you believe in, Leo, you can embrace your individuality and enjoy uh, what seems different and unique. You can focus on your dreams for your future, Leo, and enjoy taking advantage of opportunities to pursue them in love, my Leos. You can take a different approach to it. And if in a relationship, you can work on being friends with your partner. While it's single, you may want to try being friends first. You may come across Leo while the sun's in Gemini as a bit more original, eccentric, or independent. And here on these last few, I've got Cancer. Uh, and you definitely, Cancer, can enjoy another water sign with sun and Gemini transiting a water house. So Cancer, just like I told um, Pisces, I'm telling you, a lot of water, Cancer, okay? And so uh, you can enjoy the time you spend out of the spotlight. You may end up retreating with this surge of emotional energy, Cancer, okay? And that's right where you're supposed to be. Uh, so you can enjoy spending time out of the spotlight, not not getting attention from others and out of the way, Cancer. So you can work on your own plans and ideas quietly and without interference. You can be more imaginative, okay, Cancer, and enjoy escaping into fantasies and creativity in love. You can keep your affections behind closed doors if in a relationship and if single. You can crave a soulmate connection but may keep a crush to yourself. You may come across as more compassionate, sensitive, and understanding. So, yeah, if, if it gets to be too much cancer, retreat, retreat figuratively and literally however you get up. Scorpio, uh, here we go again. All my water signs are experiencing sun and Gemini through a water house. Scorpio, you're experiencing it through the Scorpio house, eighth house. Uh, if you need to transform something, Scorpio, this is your time do it while the sun is in Gemini. You can actually enjoy transforming yourself, Scorpio, or your uh, or your life in new ways. Pursuing mutually beneficial ventures. Eighth house is about shared resources. Okay, Scorpio, working with a business partner or tackling issues you hold deep inside of yourself, going deep, psychological, right? If it's going to pay to go deep while the sun's in Gemini. Okay, Scorpio. You can enjoy doing research and getting to the heart of any matter, and you can become more passionate in love. If you're in a relationship, you may want to take more time to understand what makes your partner tick, Scorpio. And if you're single, you may want someone mysterious and seductive. And you yourself may come across while the sun's in Gemini, Scorpio, as more magnetic, as even deeper and investigating as you already are. So that's why I'm telling you, Scorpio, while the sun's in Gemini, your energy is going to be intensified. I give a dadgum if your sun is in Scorpio and you can say, yeah, that's my zodiac sign. I don't care if your moon is there. I don't care if your rising or ascendant sign is there. Whatever is, I, I don't have none of them in Scorpio, but I got an, another personal planet in Scorpio, and I'm going to see how I can transform that because it's just, intense of an energy, basically Scorpio on Scorpio. So uh, whatever you have in that area is to enjoy. Taurus, you're dealing with sun and Gemini from the Taurus house, the second house, okay? So that whatever y'all got in Taurus is going to be 
double, okay, for your trouble, and it's Venusful. Uh, so you can enjoy Taurus, my Tauruses. You can enjoy slowing things down. Y'all good for that anyway. It's cool. You can enjoy taking your time with everything you do. You may feel that there is no point in rushing, and the more you rush, the more things don't work out the way you want them to. So you can take all the time you feel you need, Taurus. You Y'all dealing with sudden Gemini from y'all house. Y'all good. Y'all y'all straight. Some um, uh, will have just moved out of y'all's sign, and normally that's a second house still anyway, but y'all rule the second house, so y'all good. Uh, take all the time you need. Likely feeling you need a lot after the way the last month has been. I mean, if you did tourist season real right, my tourist is then you may need to... <laughs> Slow down and take your time recouping from Taurus season. Um, you can work on living in the moment, Taurus, and getting in touch with your senses in love. You can be more sensual and crave more passion if in a relationship. And if single, you may want someone to spoil you. You may come across as more stable, secure, or practical. So once again, Taurus, yourself is amplified. While the sun's in Gemini. And last but never least, my Capricorns, uh, y'all are experiencing sun in Gemini from a sixth house perspective, the very sixth house of Virgo, of work, of health, of daily routine. So for my Capricorns, you can enjoy the time you spend being productive and efficient, getting work done, and uh, picking off the stuff on your to-do list, writing it off, checking it off. Going to satisfy you for the next three weeks to do these. You can tackle the little tasks and chores that you might normally avoid and find them a lot less. Six houses, the house of Virgo, is real detail oriented. Capricorn It's going to satisfy your mind, I'm sure, to, to take care of all the little details. You're going to enjoy focusing on them. You can work hard and demand the best from yourself. This is a Capricorn's kind of the workhorse anyway, so, uh, although it rules the 10th house of more where uh, the, your goals and the direction of your life is headed. But even uh, with the 6th house transit, Capricorn, I think y'all would do real good here with because y'all don't mind working anyway. And so with this, it's just a matter of paying more attention to the details and and, and, and folk daily work of it all, the, the, how the little things add up to the big things every day. And so um, in love, um, Capricorn, well, you, uh, to, to close out, you focusing on the details, you can work hard and demand the best from yourself. In love, Capricorn, you can pay attention to the little things, which of course, once again, it makes such a big difference for the person you're doing the little things for. Um, and you can take a more practical approach to love, okay, Capricorn, if you're single, you may want someone who seems practical and responsible. You may come across as more detailed, practical, and hardworking, okay? So that's done going into Gemini next Friday, rising, 9.36 a.m. Central. And then Saturday, early rising, we've got the moon going void, okay? Uh, 6.39 a.m. Central, the moon goes void for seven hours, so just the first half of the rising. Uh, 6.39 a.m., it goes void uh, with the moon opposing Venus. And then right there on Saturday afternoon at 1.48 p.m. Central, 
the moon enters Sag, where it will be for the full moon, okay? So this is the energy we've been waiting on to uh, culminate for us uh, from six months ago at the new moon um, and uh, at the point of the full moon in Sagittarius two weeks ago at the Taurus new moon, which we just had last Friday. So here's Saturday afternoon around 2 o'clock. We're going to be ready. 1.45 Central, we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready for this full moon. Uh, The moon being in Sagittarius, you know, we come up out of that moon in Scorpio where we done went deep. We've got intimate. We've done soul searching. We've got psychologically deep and, and healed some stuff. We, we, we uh, you know, experience sexual healing under that energy. So then with the moon moving into Sagittarius, now that we've done all that work, we're, we're ready to roam. We're ready to roam the world, okay? We're ready to go on our adventures now. We're ready to learn even more now. We feel, and in Sag, we want to go higher to learn them, okay? We want to go further. We want to expand to learn them. We want to grow and advance to learn them. And so it's an adventurous energy. We'll be satisfied by anything adventurous, active. Uh, We're going to be restless for experience, to experience life. Uh, We'll be, uh, you know, fairly in a risk-taking mood, kind of daring. Uh, we, we can be satisfied to be outdoors, outside, um, something athletic or sporty, riding a bike, taking a walk, riding a horse, or Sagittarius, right? Um, but it, 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 because it's Sagittarius and because Sagittarius is expansion, because Sagittarius, so all the fire signs should be activated emotionally around this time. Um, if 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 we got too much really mundane things, Jupiter that rules Sagittarius is kind of the antithesis or almost the opposite of Saturn. So if we're involved in too much mundane, you know, uh, too just strictly responsible and mundane stuff, uh, we're going to feel restless. So let me give you a heads up on that now. That's here next weekend when the moon goes into Sag. We're going to want to do something. This is not the weekend coming up to sit at the house. It's just not. You're not going to do real good with that. It's, and if you do, it's not going to be good because all that fire, it could kind of implode on you. So whatever your in, whatever inspiration comes for uh, that gives you a hunger for fresh experiences, you know, plan now to follow that through or plan now for what that will be and you determine what that is, okay? Um, uh, Sagittarius is a truthful sign. It's about the truth and seeking it, and and so the truth flows um, under this energy. Sometimes bluntly, so so watch out for that energy. It is a great time to tell it like it is, and if you need to tell some something like it is, you know, on a high vibration of just something that needs to be expressed, this is the energy to do it in. Uh, matter of factly, yeah, definitely. And passionately, we can be very, very passionate under this uh, similarly around you. Uh, uh, in, in, in Sagittarius energy, we're seeing more the bigger picture as opposed to Virgo with the details. Sagittarius is more of this expansive view, okay? So you're not, you can't really pin down details too well under this energy, but take advantage of what you can access under this energy. The, the view of the big picture and of the expansive, you know, more bird's eye view than crawling around on the ground and you can only see what's, you know, on the horizon. 
So uh, that is a benefit, too. And, yeah, some powerful things to do while the moon is in Sag. You know, travel, anything to travel is indicated. I would watch it, give it a day or two. Like I said, Mercury doesn't go direct until the next day, um, the 21st, uh, the 22nd. Um, <laughs> making love gymnastically. I told y'all it was 40. Um, uh, it's uh, humor, like I said, watching a comedy, uh, making new friends, uh, philosophizing with friends, socializing. So, yeah, it runs the gamut. It, since it is so expansive, kind of like Pisces, and it encompasses everything, you can really get you can really run the gamut of, of things that will be favorable to do under a Sagittarius moon. But, you know, at the end of the day, if it's adventurous, if it's fun, if it, if it makes you feel alive, if it makes you feel free and passionate, it's probably beneficial to do under this Sagittarius um, moon, okay? Which leads us into the full moon in Sagittarius. I'll take a call and we'll go. We probably have just enough time to do that. Thank you guys for holding on the line, listening um, patiently. I am, I'll call, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, dubbing May, you call it, <laughs> the month for the you call it report. So if you want some more specific information for you based on your date and time of birth uh, for a Mercury retrograde report, that's on special. You call it, okay? Uh, uh uh, Mars retrograde report, Pluto retrograde report, Saturn retrograde report, even though Jupiter just stationed, the information that would be in a report like the Jupiter retrograde report would uh, be covering this time period until Jupiter is even out of shadow, okay? And it would be good for a reference going maybe next year when Jupiter is stationed retrograde, you want to compare notes that's then and now. And so, yeah, uh, you call it. I believe they're thirteen dollars, um, but yeah, that's which is I believe like a third of the normal price of the report. So the you call it reports, um, birth chart reports would not be included in that. That's a really expensive report, um, but get with me on that if you like that. I just did another one this week. I love, love, love doing birth chart reports, and. Um, yeah, all the, so all that's in the um, episode information. Uh, the May you call it specials uh, in your report, you call it for 13. And then the May new and full boom packages. That's always a great idea to get the new and full boom packages for this month, new moon, and how that impacts your chart. Um, and you would have gotten this Sagittarius full moon. So if they come together, they're interlinked and related, so you got to read them together, and I give those in a um, combo package as well. All right, y'all. So with that, we're going to roll into Full Moon and Sagittarius um, horoscope from the Dark Pixie Astrology. Uh, Full Moon and Sagittarius, I spoke on it well enough in this show, I think, already. Um, just be on the lookout for something very passionate fire zodiac expand your view you know, advance grow your view of yourself of others of ways to improve for a more fuller picture okay that series by jupiter is also bringing what we believe into play okay 
So know and establish now that what you believe actually does matter. It, it, it matters if you believe the earth is flat and that if you walk far enough, you're going to fall off. Definitely highlighting our beliefs and bringing them uh, 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 into the light of the full moon for inspection, for illumination, for culmination, okay, and for manifestation. So uh, especially with these planets still retrograde, um, well, not Jupiter, that's direct, <laughs> the very uh, planet that, that rules Sagittarius, but with, with, with mental Mercury and, and Mars ruling our drives and actions still being uh, retrograde, just consider around leading up to the Sagittarius full moon, um, how we adjust or open up or expand our beliefs to include a much more fuller picture that satisfies us, our inherent needs and desire for for extension, to travel, to learn higher things, to grow and expand. And I'll help break it down here with these horoscopes just more specifically in what areas you can do that, okay? We're going to start out with Sag since it's a Sag full moon. Uh, for my Sagittarius, this full moon can make you extra emotional and easily irked, okay? You you could be real sensitive, can get under your skin, and you can have a hard time containing yourself. Outlets for emotions and frustrations can be ultra important with this full moon, okay? My super Sagittarius is Otherwise, it can be difficult for you to manage what you're feeling, and that leads you to do something rash and regretful. Don't let it happen to you, Sag. I don't already told y'all. It's a passionate, powerful, fiery full moon. It's a full moon that already puts the intense energy on it. Don't play. Y'all are my super Sagittarius. If anybody can rise above and be optimistic and vibe high, it's y'all. Don't let this be the full moon in y'all sign. And y'all on some low vibes. This is it. This is our time to shine, Sagittarius. The light of the full moon is on us. Make it look great, okay? And not just look, but be great. Sagittarius and truth tellers anyway. Be that. Be the greatness that you are, Sag. For Pisces, uh, the full moon for you uh, can be the ultimate pain of the piper, okay, because it's going through your karmic tense house rules by Saturn, all right, Pisces? So if you haven't been doing things right, you can see it that way. You can experience majors that you can, open delays that make you question yourself and what you're doing. It could be a real wake-up call for some of you, and you have to face what you have or haven't done. If you have been doing things right, you can work on making this full moon even more positive for you. And you can have some opportunities, but they may require extra work, okay? It is going through your path of hard work. Um, or it may take some extra time to come to fruition because the 10th house rule by Saturn also rule governs delays, okay? Gemini, you are experiencing the full moon in Sag through your 7th house of others. You can be more emotional and frustrated with the other people, in your life this full moon, you can feel like cutting ties with someone, but it may not be permanent with all this retrogradation. Um, so try to just be more objective about what's happening, you know, kind of look at it like from the outside looking in without your feelings all closely attached. 
and um, not get lost in your anger. The seventh house is the house ruled by Libra, so if anybody can compromise and balance the stuff out and be diplomatic, you can. Gemini, don't let the full moon fool you. Uh, Virgo, this full moon can make you extra sensitive emotionally. It's going through your emotional fourth house. Um, it can make you extra emotional and more easily hurt at your core, Virgo. Your inner foundation can feel shaky, and you likely need to work on strengthening yourself so you're not so emotional, okay? Happiness is an inside job, Virgo. All right. Aries, uh, you at the full moon can be more emotional and defensive. You may need to work on being more open-minded and not push your beliefs on others, Aries. You're experiencing the Sag full moon for your Sag house. So here is this um, kind of a potential to be super too sad. <laughs> so um, you can take time to finish old learning projects or reminisce over past travels. Since there is so much retrograde motion still going on, y'all, anything that kind of favors doing something again or or gleaning something from something that's already been done is more favorable than, you know, just once again hoping that to launch something new still, even at the time of the... For Leo, um, this full moon can make you more dramatic and theatrical with your emotions, and you can be a little selfish emotionally at times, okay, Leo? You're experiencing this full moon through your Leo house, the fifth house. You may need to work on channeling your feelings into something productive or creative. Scorpio, uh, you're experiencing the full moon through your second house, your Taurus house. You can be extra sensitive, to what other people say and think about you, okay, Scorpio? So you need to work on your confidence and self-esteem down there in the second house. What you value, value yourself, Scorpio. Instability can make you more emotional and you can work on grounding yourself. It should be fairly easy to do with the second house transit, um, Scorpio. That's that Taurus energy. You can really make something stick or last a long time overwhelmed by the little things or by the demands made of you by yourself or others. You need to try to be easier on yourself, answer, and give yourself some outlet for your stress so you're not falling apart and super anxious, okay? Six out, Virgo, nitpicky, don't stress, <laughs> let it go. Aquarius, um, you're actually experiencing this full moon through your Aquarius 11th house, so you actually can be a bit more emotional about your future, but you may try to rationalize everything and approach it logically, which makes you more detached. You can struggle with the frustrations you have with others, but you may not want to deal with it. You may need to work on trying to have more of a connection to your emotions, Aquarius. Capital Moon and Sag can make you more sensitive. It's going through your 12th house, okay? Um because you'll have a full moon in Capricorn next. next. So uh, you may, you're more likely to keep to yourself and issues um, or keep what is making you more sensitive or what you're more sensitive about that to yourself. And issues can be brought up from the past, but you may feel overwhelmed by the baggage still heavier. Karma can feel like it's catching up to you. Tend to the needs of your soul. You may also want some extra time alone. Taurus, this full moon can make you definitely feel more emotional and sway between emotional extremes. It's going through your eighth house of extremes, ruled by Scorpio and Pluto. 
You may feel unsettled emotionally as a result, a little out of control, and may need to work on having better control over your difficult emotions right now. Don't take it out on others, Taurus. Use that control and power you got. It's an inside job. That'll be the best way you can show us how to use that power is on yourself. Um, Libra, for you, the full moon is uh, can make words have more of an impact. We're talking about your third house being impacted. We know you're an air sign, Libra. Uh, third house is governed by air as well with Gemini. So uh, you can be more defensive and more quick to fight just based on the impact of your words or others. So watch out for that this full moon, Libra. Try not to read into every word people say or every word you write. Otherwise, you're just looking for trouble. Have a little distance between your mind and emotions so they don't get tangled up and tripped in, okay? That is it, y'all. Uh, I got a caller from the 916. You still there? Pete, you're on the line with Mama Dada. From the 916? All right. It's no problem. Uh, you may have pressed the uh, button to raise your hand the burden. Uh, I got a minute left, y'all. We've gone through everything in the week ahead. Uh, it's some major energy shift with the sun going into Gemini and the full moon in Sag. They're just opposite of Gemini. So it's a lot of themes of change. It's a lot of themes of confrontation, potential confrontation, a lot of themes of people, the tug of war, armed and ready to make a bitch. <laughs> Master these energies within and without, above and below. Um, and with that being said, I admonish you to check out the episode information for all the necessary links to stay connected to Mamadata Astrology as well as my astrology quotes. And until next week, peace. And I say, love you guys.